media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Good morning, everyone. Seems like you guys are here, right? It's always a joy to share from God's Word. And I sincerely hope that as we hear from Him, He will speak to our hearts. Allow me to make a disclaimer. I, like many of you, I am not as persistent in my prayer life as I should. Therefore, what I'm about to share with you this morning is it is for you as it is for me. We at times think that at the stroke of a pen or by verbal declaration, God should just answer our prayers. We do not understand the principle of praying always or praying without ceasing. We have adopted the idea if God does not answer my prayer in a day, a week, or a month, then, then there's no need for me to be persistent in prayer. What we fail to understand is that God is the control of all things. Our way of doing things is not God's way. He may take weeks, months, years to answer our prayers. It is his will that we pray always, even for the same things over and over again. Listen, Cornerstone, and I annoy God with your persistency in prayer. Let God get fed up of you constantly nagging him before the throne of grace for the same thing. One of the prayers that God likes is one of a righteous person coming to him with all fervency, emotion, fire, and passion. And one who's not willing to give up on praying when he or she does not get the answer he or she wants. Jesus, if Jesus, who is God, persistently prayed to God the Father, how much more we must follow Jesus' example. How much more we who are inferior beings must spend time before the Father. In Matthew 26, verse 39, it says, He fell on his face and he prayed. In verse 42 of the chapter 26, And for a second time he went away and prayed. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, the text says, But he would withdraw to desolate places, and pray. If Jesus, who is sinless, he was not defiled by any sin, he had no inner lust, no outward expression of sin, and we who are worthless, undone sinners, saved by the grace of God, constantly sin. The perfect, pure one drawing near to God, how much more? How much more? We who are impure should draw near to the foot of the cross. The passage I want us to examine or to consider 
this morning is Luke chapter 18, 1 to 8. Luke chapter 18, 1 to 8. And I read, Then Jesus told them a parable and showed them they should always pray and not lose heart. He said, a certain, he said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected people. There was also a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But later on he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor have regard for people, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will give her justice. In, or in the end she will wear me out by her unending pleas. Verse 6. And the Lord said, listen to what the unrighteous judge says. Won't God give justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long to help them? I tell you, he will give them justice speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will find, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Father, Again, speak to us. May we hear from you. In Christ's name, amen. As we examine the passage, there are two main characters in the parable. The wicked judge and the widow. As we, as we begin to examine this passage, I want us to consider the exhortation or the challenge in the passage. They ought always to pray and do not lose heart. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the spirit. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Psalm 86, 3 says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for, for to you I cry all the day. Psalm 116 verse 2 says, Because he inclined his ears to me, therefore I will call him as long as I live. As we look at these passages, these passages tells us to pray without ceasing. Pray constantly. Pray, pray persistently. What these passages are not saying is that every second of the day, every day, we should be continually, repetitively, uttering words from our lips. It is not saying that we should be a monk and separate ourselves from society, neglect life and the struggles of life and constantly utter words in prayer to God. What I believe Luke 18.1 is saying, or is teaching, is that we should always have a mindset to pray, always in the spirit of prayer, always have an attitude to pray, always ready to pray. Prayer is one of the arrows in the believer's quiver that helps us to battle in both the physical and the spiritual. Prayer is one of the believer's artillery that when we, that when the situation arises, he or she, uh, he or she is in a mindset, in an, in a mindset 
who's re- that is ready to pray. We shouldn't have to wait until we, we go to bed and fall on our knees in order to pray. We, 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 we shouldn't have to wait until there's some form of catastrophe in order to pray. We don't have to wait until there's a particular situation. Then we, then we, sh- then we decide to pray. Because prayer is part of our everyday armory, Therefore, even when we are asleep, we should be ready to pray. When we are awake, we should be ready to pray. pray. When, we are, when, 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 when things are going bad, we should be ready to pray. When things are going good, we should be ready to pray. We should be ready to pray at all times. When Nehemiah was building the, the, the Jerusalem wall, and before he, he had an encounter with the, with, the, with the king to ask a favor, it is said that Nehemiah prayed for four months. Abraham, in Genesis 18, 16 to 32, persistently prayed for the salvation of Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis 32, 22 to 31, we're told that Jacob wrestled all night with the angel of the, of the Lord. Jacob was dogged. He was dogged and wanted an answer. Daniel prayed at least three times a day, every day. Daniel 6 verse 10. Moses prayed for 40 days and 40 nights, asking God to have mercy on the nation of Israel. Exodus 24 verse 18. Listen. Prayer is a weapon in our armory that that we should be ready to use at any point in time. We should be ready to pray at all times. Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to pray. While we should have an attitude of praying or always in the spirit of praying, this, I believe, will only come through a devotion to God. Our prayer life and our, and, and our actions cannot be diametrically opposed to each other. We cannot live a carnal life and expect to have an attitude of prayer or always in the spirit of praying. What makes the sum total of the believers is that there's a person always in a spirit of prayer and devotion to the person of Jesus Christ. We cannot have one without the other. The Lord said men and women always should pray. Paul said in, in, in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ and yes, the power, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and becoming like him in his death. This is the devotion we should have to Christ, desiring to share in his death and resurrection, to live a life for him and be willing to suffer for him even unto death. We always, we should always have an attitude of prayer. Our desire is to seek God, have a desire for him, know him intimately and personally, commit our ways and desires to him. We should be fully armed with God's artillery. If we do, if we do not have the desire to pray or not always in the attitude of prayer, it is because our devotion to Christ is weak and we need to surrender our life to him. I don't know about you, but when I don't spend time in God's work, commit myself to him, learn from him and learn of him. When I don't seek to know him, are equipped myself with his armory. Armory, my prayer life wanes. My, I'm like a fish out of water. 
when I do not get down on my, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I do not get on my knees and cry out to him, it is because I am not devoted and surrendered to him. We cannot separate our prayer life from our devotional life. Show me a person who is not surrendered to Christ and I will show you a person who is not praying. Show me a person who is not surrendered to Christ and I will show you a person who is not praying. When the Lord said, men and women must pray always and do not lose heart, he's also saying that we should persevere in prayer. When we ask God for something, it is not a one-time ask and we are done. We are not bothering God if we persevere in prayer and ask for the same thing over and over again. We are not troubling God Listen, not getting, not getting an answer from God immediately is not a rejection from God. It is an invitation to continue praying. It's an invitation to continue praying and bring your concern to Him. Pray for the same, for the same situation again and again and again and allow God to change His mind. In fact, in, in, in truth, in, in truth, and in fact, God does not change His mind. He's sovereign. And the, 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 the way we pray is interwoven with God's sovereign, sovereign plan. God is sovereign and have, and have, and have the knowledge of all things from beginning to end. However, at the same time, we must persevere in prayer because we're commanded to pray. James said, we do not have because we do not ask. James 4 verse 2. He's also said the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James 5 verse 16. We must be persistent in prayer. We must be incessant in prayer. We must be constant in prayer. We must be persevere in prayer. We must pray every day. We must pray week after week, month after month, year after year to God until he chooses to answer our prayer. What are you praying for? Is it is it an unconverted husband or wife? Is it a family member or a church member who is sick? Is it a child who have gone wayward? Is it the financial strain that you're in? What is it? Persevere in prayer. Persevere in prayer. Be persistent in prayer. Continue to plead with God for an answer. Pray until the windows of heaven are open and if it doesn't open continue praying if it doesn't open continue praying what are you praying for are we persistent in prayer let us examine the two main characters in the parable the first person we want to examine is the judge from reading the text we see that the judge was a bad character if this poor widow prevailed with the, with the judge, one expected to be firm, unbending, stern, who is supposed to be, be, to give equal protection under the law, bend. How much more when we go to our heavenly father, who's compassionate, tender-hearted, call us his children, adopted us into his family, and save us from the wrath which is, which is to come. How much more? Will he hear 
us when we cry out to him in prayer. The widow, this widow prevailed over the judge with her desperate plea until she won what she desired. Should we not continue in prayer to God for our desires until we get what he has promised to us? Shouldn't we continue praying? I encourage us to do so. The judge was devoid also. He was devoid, devoid of character, of good character. He had no respect for person and God, or, 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 or person God. He did not fear God and he did not fear man. The judge declared in his own words, neither, in his own word, neither fear God or man. The judge was hard and brazen. Under the culture of the time, the judge had taken an oath to, to, to be impartial and to uphold the law. But he was derelict and abandoned his responsibilities. The judge seems to have no conscience. His heart was seared. He, he did not uphold, um, the, uh, uphold God's law or did not uphold or respect man's law. It is possible those who were rich may have bribed him. And those, and, 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 and got some, and got, and got some, and, and got some, 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 some things under the law, under, under his, under his law. But those who were poor had nothing, had got nothing, or suffered under the law. This judge seemed to be insolent, rude, arrogant, and had no respect for the law. However, with the persistent cry of the widow, she prevailed. She prevailed. She did not give up. Over this cruel judge. If this would have prevailed over this unjust, unjust judge, how much more we are believers when we cry out to the Father who is good, just, righteous, faithful, full, full, um, full of mercy, loving, a friend to those who are in need, a father to those to the fatherless, an avenger to those who are oppressed, will he not hear us, folk? Will he not hear us? Yes, he will. He will. Our God is truth. He knows our pain. He understands your daily sufferings. He's not blind to your heart heartaches. He's tender-hearted. Run to him. Run to him and cry out. Be persistent to God in prayer, and you will hear from him. We will hear from him. Here Jesus was saying to his disciples, as bad as this judge was to the widow, she prevailed. Jesus is saying also to us, as bad as things seems in our lives, pray persistently and do not lose heart. What are you going through this morning? What is your struggle this morning? What is your pain? What is the heartaches you're going through? May I encourage you to be persistent in prayer. Do not give up. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Never give up. Notice, notice what moved the judge to change his mind in verses 4 and 5. Notice what, what, what moved the judge. For a while he refused, but later on he said to himself, Though I need a fear God, nor have regard for people. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice. Or in the end, she will wear me out by her unending plea. 
This woman was wearing the judge out by her unending pleas. It is possible that her household was in danger. Possibly her, her life and her children's, children's life were in danger. Her husband had died. Her husband had died and she being a, a, a woman and a widow in the culture at the time made things even harder for her to get justice. The widow was stunned. The widow, this widow stunned the judge. She bruised him. She pestered him. She battered him. She, she, she held him in a corner and badgered him. She badgered him. This was the language the judge used. This was the language the, the judge used of the widow. He said, she will wear me out. That's what, that's what the judge said. She would not give up until justice was served. This widow was persistent in her cry for help. She made him uncomfortable, uneasy, agitated. Listen, saints. If this woman prevailed under these circumstances, how much more will God, our Father, hear his children when we come to him persistently in prayer? Annoy God with your prayer. Pester God with your prayer. Badger God if that's what it takes with your prayer. Trouble God if, it, if that's what it takes. In fact, God is not bothered when we come to him in prayer. In fact, he delights when we come to him in prayer. He delights when we come to him in prayer. This woman was persistent. The judge said, she's going to wear me out. So I'm going to give her justice. Be bother God if that's what it takes. Annoy God if that's what it takes. Pester God if that's what it takes. Badger God if that's what it takes. But be persistent in prayer. Now we come to the second character of the parable, the widow. Remember we mentioned that the judge had no respect for person. I believe she was a perfect stranger to the judge. He had no interest for her or in, in her. It is possible that he had never seen her before. Her cry for help did not appeal to him. The dilemma that she faced was not of interest to him. She was who she was and what she wanted was of no concern to him. However, God our Father have every interest in us. His church, his children. When we come before God and cry out to him, he knows our every need before we even cry out to him. The text tells us in, in, in Matthew 6, verse 26 and 27, that if, that if he provides for the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, how much more will he provide for his children? God loves us so much, he sent his only son to be the substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. We were once strangers to him, alienated from the common wealth of God, but God saw, saw it fit to adopt us into his family, and now we're no more, we're no more strangers, but we're now called children of the Most High God. Folk, we're no strangers. We're family, we have been adapted, adopted into the family of God. We're no more strangers. This woman did not have, was a stranger to this judge. But we, who are, are children of God, 
We have been adopted because of what Christ has accomplished on the cross for our sins. Notice also that the widow appeared before the judge without a friend. She appeared before the judge without a friend. The text did not tell us she had a friend pleading her case before the judge. She did not have a lawyer, an advocate, a leader in society pleading her case before the judge. She had no one in her corner fighting for her. If she was to if she was to prevail, it was only because of her tenacity, intensity, and her persistency. That's it. Not because someone was fighting on her behalf. Listen, Cornerstone. When you and I come before God, unlike this widow, guess what? We have an advocate by our side, and his name is Jesus. We have an advocate, and his name is Jesus. When we cry out to God, we have someone by our side who is our lawyer, leader, and friend. Jesus said when he left, I will send you our, a comforter who is the Holy Spirit. When he, when we do not know what to pray or what to say, the Holy Spirit takes our inner groanings and make a plea before God. Romans 8, 26 says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes. For us, through wordless groans, folk. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Things are so difficult and hard, we don't know what to say to God. The Holy Spirit knows what to say and will take our groanings and bring it before the Father. We have a friend. We have an advocate in Jesus. Let's cry out to him in our prayer. Let's cry out to him. Let's not give up. This woman did not have a friend. We have a friend in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Notice also, notice also that she came to the judge without a promise to encourage her. She came to the judge without a promise to encourage her. The judge did not give her her a word of encouragement. No one was there to say, I got your back. There was not a GoFundMe to help her case before the judge. The widow was there without a promise to encourage her. Believers, as we cry out to him in our pain and struggles, remember we have the promises of God as we just sang. Deuteronomy 31 says, Be strong and courageous. Fear not, for our for your for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Right? If um, 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. First John John 14, 1 to 3 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are what? 
Many of my rooms are mansion. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where you are, there, that where you are, there you are, I will be also. John 16, verse 36. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will what? Give you rest. Give you rest. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But but those, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint folk. We have, a, we have someone to encourage us. Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Lord will fight for us believers. We need only to be still and rest on his promises. Be encouraged by the promises of God. Just as we sung, the songwriter says, his promises are yes and amen. And they will come true. Rest on the promises of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I know things are hard. Struggling for different reasons. Rest on his promises. He's there for us. The widow had a challenge. And so she went to the judge with her plea. She went to the judge with her plea. And her plea was simply this. Give me justice against my adversary. That was it. Give me justice against my adversary. The widow used, in, at least in my Bible, six words. Maybe in yours, it's a little more than six. And she pleaded to this unjust judge. The text does not tell us what her plea was about. It said nothing about her wicked adversary. about Nothing about her children. It said nothing of the judgment of God upon unjust judges. It said nothing of the judgment of God upon unjust men. It said nothing about those who tried to mistreat her or misuse her because she was a widow. All she said to the judge, give me justice against my adversary. The justice she received from the judge did not come from her great rhetoric. Not because she was an eloquent speaker trying to convince the judge. Not because uh, she had flower words and, and, and the judge was compelled by her gift of articulation. All she said to the judge, the judge persistently, give me justice against my adversary. Listen, Cornerstone. When we come before God, we don't have to come before God with great eloquence, with abundance of words to look good before him, with, with flower rhetoric, knowing the right <coughs> theological or doctrinal verbiage. We don't have to adorn our prayer with fluent words. Maybe our English 
is not very good. But God wants to hear from us, folk. He wants to hear from us. Maybe the prayer that gets to heaven is one of a few words. Give me justice against my enemies. My husband or wife is unsaved. Save his or her soul. Lord, my, heal my body from this sickness. I have, I have. Lord, you know my children are not walking right. Change their hearts. At times, our words become cumbersome. Simple words. Give me justice against my enemies. Nothing more. Doesn't have to be a great flower of words. But simple words uttered to God. My husband is not saved. Touch his heart. Simple. Maybe the English is not good. You may ramble around, but pray consistently to God. Just simple word before the throne of grace and persistently cry out to, to God in simple words and let him know our plea. Let him know our plea. What is your situation? It wasn't because the widow was eloquent in presenting her case before the judge That's, that caused her to get justice. It wasn't the merit. It wasn't the merit in her case that caused her to get justice. She didn't have the right lawyer. She didn't present a well-detailed case before the judge and all the evidence were pointing in her favor. No. It was her persistency before the judge. All this, all this, all this judge knew was that the widow was constantly bothering and pestering him. He said, she worries me. He didn't know if her case was good or bad because he didn't take the time to hear her case. It is not because of the rightness, it's not because of, of, of our rightness or, or our great character that will prevail before God. The Bible tells us all our righteousness are like filthy rags. Apart from God, we're worthless, wretched, and undone. However, I believe when we are persistent in prayer, we will prevail before God. We may feel unworthy. We may feel that we are not righteous before a holy God. We may feel undeserving before God. The merit of our case will not prevail before God. What will allow us to prevail in our praying is our praying. Pray without ceasing. Pray or praying always. Having a constant attitude in prayer. It will be a persistency in our prayer. This widow, this widow bothered the judge. She pestered him. She warned him. She did not give up. Wanting him to hear her case, she troubled the judge. Maybe the judge was sitting on his bench hearing different cases. And, 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 and those who should have, and those who, and those who would bribe the judge would get some form of, of justice. The widow had nothing to bribe the judge and it was her time to plead her case before the court, before the judge. She requested from the judge, judge, Give me justice against my adversary. 
The judge would not hear her case. She came back day after day after day and cried out to the judge, give me justice against my adversary. Maybe he didn't think she, he didn't think the way she dressed <coughs> met the standards of the court, of the decorum of the court, and she would, and she would have no money to bribe him. Maybe the judge did not like the fact that she was coming back so many times after he told her he would not hear, he would not hear the case and that, and that he eventually had her barred from the court. Maybe there was a, there, there were times when she waited until he was leaving the court and she pounced on him and cried out to the judge, judge, give me justice against my adversary. Maybe she, maybe there was a time the widow was walking down the street and saw the judge having lunch and he went and pleaded to the judge, give me justice against my adversary. Maybe somehow the, the widow found out where, she, where he lived, where he lived and he was having, I was having dinner with his family. The doorbell rang and, she, and the judge went to open the door and there the widow was crying out to the judge, Give me justice against my adversary. Everywhere the judge went, the widow was there asking for justice. She just would not stop. She would not give up. She was persistent in her cry for justice. Maybe it took weeks, months, possible years for the judge to give her justice. But guess what? She got justice. She got justice. The widow was saying, if this is the last thing I do, I will do it even if it takes my very life. I am resolved if I die asking for justice. Then so be it. The last words that will be on my lips to this judge will be give me justice against my adversary. Finally, the judge relented. He could, he, 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 he could not take it any longer. And he said in verse 5, Yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will give her justice, or in the end, she will wear me out by her unending pains. She was persistent though. She did not give up. She was persistent. She was dogged. She would not give up. I sincerely hope that we will not give up in our cry to our Heavenly Father. Our heavenly, our heavenly Father, I believe, is more loving than this unjust judge. If you're asking God for something that he has promised, if you're praying for your marriage, things are not what it's supposed to be, and you're considering divorce, cry out to God regularly to heal your marriage. If it takes, if it takes days, weeks, months, years, be like the widow. And be persistent in prayer. If you're praying for your husband, wife, son, daughter, a friend, some other relatives, relatives to respond to the gospel, do not stop. Be persistent in prayer. The struggles of this life are tossing you to and fro. Your health is not what it once was. Keep on praying. If, you, if, if, if you're praying for your children, and the things they have to encounter at school, on social media, on the web, that is at their fingertips. 
do not cease to pray. Stars, do not cease to stop praying. Pray about the social issues they are encountering every day that we never had to deal with. They are not, they, 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 they are not only facing atheism, agnostics, like we did, but they, but they are also facing pornography, gender identity, gender reassignment, homosexuality. Pray they stand for the truth in love. Pray for their, te- for their teachers, their coaches, their administrators, their friends, and the family of their friends. We must pray in the morning, at noon, at night, and in between those times. Pray, pray, pray. When Pray when you are rising up and pray when you are laying down. Pray when you feel like, pray when you don't feel like, and pray until you feel like. We must pray, put our children before God at all times. In conclusion, Jesus said to his disciples, Will God not give justice to his chosen ones when we cry out to him? The answer is yes. He will. And will do so speedily. Jesus said to them, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus was saying, When I return, will he find his chosen ones continue believing despite the way? Will we continue believing despite the weight? When we're praying persistently and we're not getting an answer, will we continue to wait on the promises of God? Will we continue to, to hold on to his unchanging hands? Will we? What Jesus was saying is that we must continue to be faithful in our prayers even when we don't get a speedily answer. Pray persistently. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Pray constantly. And when you're done praying, pray some more until you receive the promise that God has given to you. What is your struggle this morning? What, your, what are you going through? What are your challenges? Are we persistent in prayer? Are we persistent in prayer? Things may not be going the way it should. But Jesus was challenging his disciples. And I believe he's challenging us also. Like this widow. We do not give up. We should be dogged. We should be persistent. We should always ready to pray, willing to pray, having the spirit of prayer. And be ready to battle. It's part of our, of our armory. And we should be ready to use it. I encourage us. When things are going bad, we have an advocate. We have the promises of God. I encourage us to pray without ceasing and pray persistently. I encourage us to do this. Pray, Father. We're thankful for who you are. Father, I'm sure many of us are going through different challenges, different difficulties. 
We ask that you might speak to our hearts. Father, forgive us for not praying as we should. Forgive us for doubting you. Forgive us for not surrendering our lives to you, Lord. Father, help us to be like this widow. And always be persistent in prayer. Father, we trust in you. We ask that you might just lead, guide our lives for your glory. And may your name be exalted in and through us as we seek to surrender our lives to you and be persistent in prayer. We thank you, we love you. In Christ's name. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.